0: Hello there, it's Gareth here and welcome to this episode of the podcast. I hope you are well. Uh, So today I thought I'd talk about something a bit topical. Not tropical, topical, it's certainly not tropical here at the moment in the UK. Um, It's um, really strange this time of year because it's kind of starting to feel a little bit at times like spring and there's that kind of hope that winter's, you know, finished now and, you know, it's going to be warm soon. But this morning I was out and it was a little bit icy underfoot. So it's still a reminder that... uh, it's still got some uh, bite lifting it as this winter season. But what is going on at the moment, which I want to talk about today, is the Winter Olympics. So that's why it's topical, because right now the Winter Olympics are, are going on. And on Monday, I was watching one of the events. I kind of, I've always had this bit of an aspiration to one year take the entire time of the Olympics off. You know when the Olympics comes around, either the summer or the winter, is just to watch as much of it as I could possibly watch. And I've always thought it'd be nice to take a bit of time off and just watch the sport, whether that's the Olympics in the summer, the, Olympics in the winter, even maybe the World Cup, something like that. But just do that. I haven't done it yet. It's on my list of things to do. Um, but what I do like to do when it's on is, is occasionally watch it. So I've been treating myself the last week or so since it started the Olympics. I have been treating myself to Watching a little bit of it on a morning. I kind of give myself half an hour or so. And on Monday, I was watching something called the biathlon. Now, if you don't know what the biathlon is, and I wouldn't know what the biathlon was, was until I watched this, it's where you've got people skiing. They go around skiing, and they've got a rifle on the back, and then every, in this case, it was 15 kilometers. So every kind of three kilometers, they get the rifle out, and they've got to shoot these little circles down. And the way it works is, if you miss one of the targets, you added a minute to your overall time. So then, whoever goes around quickest in the end wins the gold medal. And I thought there was a real learning in this for me because I was watching the athletes, and it was it was quite enthralling because you could actually end up if you were uh, somebody who was shooting well, you could go into the the shooting range, and if you shot perfectly well, you had no time added to your to your, to your race. But if you missed it you got a minute added. So you had the potential, each time you went to the range and you had to go there four times, you could have five minutes added. So in theory, if you missed everything, you'd have 20 minutes added to your time. So no matter how good a skier you were, if you had 20 minutes added, you know, you're not going to finish anywhere near the, the podium places. And I was watching the, the race, and it kind of, it was. A, I have to be honest, the first kind of little bit of it was a bit boring thought, well, this isn't a particularly exciting sport. But as it got to kind of the end of the event, these differences, these misses were adding up. So people that were skiing slower but weren't missing with the rifle were actually moving up the leaderboard. And then people who were doing really well on the leaderboard and were winning, missed a couple of times, have two minutes added and then boom, they were down the leaderboard. It actually got quite exciting. And in the end, the woman that won it um, was from Germany. And what I watched and observed was... She kind of probably she knew she was on for for getting close to the top of the. I didn't don't know whether she knew she was going to win the medal at this point, but when they were when they were shooting, some people were kind of shooting quickly, some people were shooting slowly, and I realised this woman kind of probably knew she had the chance of getting somewhere close to the medals, so she slowed right down on the final shoot. She slowed down. She took her time and she ensured that she didn't miss anything, because to ne- to take an extra, let's say. 10 or 15 seconds over a shot but get it correct was better than rushing it and having a minute added to your time. So you're like, lost 15 seconds because you were slower shooting, but you didn't have the minute added to your time. And it kind of got me thinking, I thought that might be a nice topic for a podcast, that. Not biathlon, but that theory of slowing down to kind of speed up overall. And it's something I have to say, I observe with people when when they're in when they're doing something and they're not feeling comfortable out it there's this there's a kind of a a tendency to want to rush rush it through if we're unsure of something if we are kind of nervous about something we rush it instead of taking the time to slow it down and i say some people do that i know i've done that many times in the past you know, instead of kind of taking the extra time to make sure it's done properly, you end up rushing it and then having to kind of do, undo the wrong you've done. This was a big deal for me when it came to things like DIY. I'll give an example of one thing I was terrible at, painting. Now, you won't know this, but my father was a painter and decorator. That's what he did for a living before he became a police officer. So my dad, my dad would be known for being a police officer, but he started his career as a, as a painter and decorator. So he was kind of the go-to guy when we were growing up in the family for things being done. Because although he was a a painter and decorator for a few years and the majority of his time was as a police officer, he could still handle a paintbrush and put wallpaper up. Now, despite his best efforts, I was never particularly good at it because I didn't have the patience back then. Um, As I've got older, I have to say my DIY has improved, somewhat my paintings got better. But one particular thing I always rushed well, you know when you kind of, if you've decorated, you know what the term cutting in is? It's, let's say you've got a white ceiling, and I'm looking at my office down here when I'm recording this, and I've got a red wall. Cutting in is making sure you've got a really, really straight line between the ceiling and the wall. Now, the way that can be done, and arguably should be done if you're not a professional decorator, is to mask it up. So you put masking tape all the way around. And I could never be asked to put the masking tape on, right? So what I used to do is I used to try and do it by hand, and it'd be okay. And every now and again, I'd, I'd, I'd kind of get the brush going a bit too fast, and it touched the ceiling. Then I'd have to stop, and I'd have to wipe the ceiling down, and it didn't come off Does the red and the white. When there's two different colors, it always makes the white look mucky, so then you've got to go back later and tidy that up. And I was terrible for doing that. So what I used to do is I used to think, great, I can get this painting done easily because painting's easy, isn't it? But it's not you go too fast with your paintbrush, you splatter it, it goes everywhere on the ceiling, so you've got another problem to resolve. So nothing highlighted this. what I saw in the biathlon as slow down to speed up than my kind of experience in the past of painting and decorating. Now, we have a room in our house, and it's only a very small room. In fact, it's not even a room. It's basically when you're coming from the outside into the inside. We live in a, a Victorian terrace, and the way that works is they used to have like little... Um, entrance like an entrance archway and on the the kind of row terraces we have some of those have had a door on the outside because the way they were originally built is there was like a kind of a little kind of, kind of um, like a recess you would start step into where the door was but most people have walled that up and put a door on so it looks like there's a there's a door flat with the building where it would have been a recess so it's a very small room probably no more than 18 inches deep and about four 88 inches deep by about 4 foot, 48 inches wide. So just enough really to stand in. And that's like the little entrance porch. And we had that decorated um, through lockdown. I it was last year or the year before. And it involved me having to paint it. I said I would paint it. Somebody had come and done all the kind of skimming inside, make it look beautiful. I thought, I'm going to paint it. But the last time I did it, I thought, I'm going to use my patience because I had it then and I have it now. And I thought, I'm going to do this properly. So I ended up masking the walls up, taking me time. And although I thought I'd taken me time, it actually took me a lot less time than it would have done if I'd kept having to clean bits of paint off and done it the old way I used to do it. So I learned, you see. I learned that sometimes when things are difficult or things that you're doing, you're not that particularly interested in doing, just by slowing down a bit, taking more time and concentrating, you can get the job done more efficiently. Now, this this has two very significant advantages. Firstly, you won't make the mistakes. So it does actually end up taking less time. So the big advantage is it will be quicker slowing down. And the second big advantage is it gives you a hell of a lot of confidence when you do that thing again. So like now, if I'm asked, I haven't been asked since to do any decorating, but if I was decorating the house, I would do exactly what I did last time. I would mask up and take me time. I'm now confident to know that I can mask up efficiently, And so you get that kind of, it takes you less time, less mess, less kind of mistakes, and you've got confidence. These two things are crucial. Because the reason we don't sometimes like doing something is because of a lack of confidence. You know how many of you listening to this avoid doing something because you've got no confidence in it? So when you've got to do it, you're nervous, you don't really want to do it, so you rush it. And then you make a mistake. And what does that do? It knocks your confidence. So watching the Olympics highlighted that to me. It it has been... There's always something about watching people doing great athletic feats. And I kind of thought, I wonder how hard it actually is to do that biathlon. Somebody gave this um, analogy and, and said, look at it like this. Try to imagine running 800 metres flat out. Because clearly the skiing, but he it says it's the same effort as running an 800 metre race. Is the skiing they're doing. It's that kind of effort. So try running 800 metres and then try firing a rifle at something half the size of a CD, about so many meters in the distance it's very very difficult because your heart rate's pumped you're shaking because your body's kind of um you know running out of energy it's a massively massively difficult discipline in fact the guy said arguably it's the hardest gold medal to win um i'm sure everybody else like the speed skaters and them idiots that jump off the big cliff with the skis on the feet what's that ski ski jumping i'm sure they would disagree but he says it's a very difficult um uh, discipline indeed And I wouldn't argue that it's difficult, whether it's the most difficult, you know, not being a winter um, winter Olympian myself, I can't really pass comment. But it did show me that all these people, when you see them doing events like this, it's the slowing down to speed up. It's something I want you to consider. If you are a person like I used to be, that you rush things and then you find some time to redo them, maybe just take the extra bit of time. Because like the woman in the shooting, it takes, you might take an extra 15, 20 seconds to take the shot, but by not making a mistake, you didn't cost yourself a minute. So overall, that was kind of like a 40-second swing for her, and there's five of those targets. So you can kind of see how a big difference it can make just by slowing down a little bit. So that's what today's episode is about. It's encouraging you, if you are one of these, those people that rush things, make mistakes, and have to redo them, if you want to make life a bit easier for yourself, slow down. Aim to do it as well as you can, as properly as you can the first time. Avoid the mistakes, and you'll find that things will become smoother. So just like me with my decorating, just like the biathletes there, sometimes by slowing down, we speed up. There you go. Makes sense? Hope it did. I will see you on Friday for another podcast. Until then, take care.